0: Hello and welcome to Plant-Powered Buddhist Podcast, where we are learning to turn our eating habits into a spiritual practice. I'm Sensei, I want to welcome you from wherever you're listening in the world. I also want to say a heartfelt thank you to all of my followers, my supporters, my clients and my students. Without your support, I simply couldn't do what I do. I'm excited about today's episode, so with no further ado, let us begin. Welcome, and today we're going to engage in a practice that I began many, many years ago as part of my overall spiritual journey. And I was first kind of introduced to this method, if you will, in quite a different field. That is to say, it wasn't, um, it didn't derive from or arise from looking at particularly quote-unquote, spiritual or religious text. It actually came through my investigation of quantum physics and my interest in physics. And I was looking into this this scientific field in relation to my spiritual journey. And I'm sure most everyone has heard of, for example, Albert Einstein. And he had these theories of relativity, specific in general. And as I was reading his literature and and those of other uh, strong scientific minds within quantum physics, I noticed that is something that was really effective that Einstein used, and I think subsequently other people have also began to use that in the science field, and perhaps he was not the first one, but in any case, that's how I was introduced to it. And it's something called a thought experiment. And the beauty of thought experiment is that it gives you the freedom. It gives you the leeway to think big. To think beyond what it is that you presently understand or think that you understand. So I borrowed that technique and adopted that into my spiritual journey. And so when I was on the seeker path and looking into all kinds of different things related to spirituality, I used this technique, thought experiments. And so today we're going to engage in a thought experiment and making it relevant to what it is that we are trying to achieve here deepen our spiritual practice of eating. And we're going to focus on a very specific aspect for our thought experiment today and see what, if anything, that we can learn about ourselves in relation to our practice and also our food choices. And so to set up this thought experiment, I want you to think about your taste buds. (laughs) So this thought experiment is going to be about our taste buds. And we're going to see, you're going to experience right here and right now, what your best self would do. What your best self would do. And that's the amazing thing about what I discovered about using thought experiments as part of the spiritual journey is that I could take a lot of the guesswork out of what something might be like. Because if I frame the thought experiment correctly, I can directly experience something that in the present moment I am not experiencing. Okay, so you get it. So here's the setup for the thought experiment. I want you to imagine that you had no taste buds, absolutely zero sense of taste. You still have to eat. You still eat food, all of that. Nothing would change. Just one thing, removing your sense of taste. Okay, you got it? No sense of taste. The feeling, of course, of food being your mouth would still be there. That is, you'd know that, you know, you were drinking a liquid or you were chewing something. But even between liquid and solid food, there would be no distinction because you don't have any taste buds. Now, we're going to add to this. Okay, just let that marinate for a moment. Think about that. But we're going to add to this the question. And what is the question? The question is, if you had no taste buds, would you continue to eat unhealthy foods or would you choose to eat more healthy foods? If you had no sense of taste whatsoever, would you continue to eat unhealthy foods? Would you continue to eat sentient beings? Would you continue to do that or would you change and eat food that was healthy for you, that was non-abusive of other beings? Don't be too quick to answer. Let this settle in for a moment. Close your eyes if you're able to and you're not driving or something like that no sense of taste whatsoever, how, if at all, would this change your present eating habits? And one thing should become really apparent to you right off the bat is that the purity of your mind, what it sees in the moment, devoid of being a slave to taste buds, immediately says, why would I eat more healthy food? Like, why would I eat food that is damaging or harming others when I'm not deriving any, what, pleasure from it? So if you are kind of caught in this, you've just discovered one of your potential attachments about eating. Is that really your best self, minus being a slave to your taste buds, would choose not to eat food that harms other beings, would choose not to eat food that is unhealthy for you. You just wouldn't do it. It wouldn't make sense, right? It's like, you know, other than I like the way this tastes and or I'm unconscious about what I'm doing to myself and others, including the environment, uh, I would Not eat that. So here's where you get the deep insight about, again, one of your attachments. What are you slave to? What is your weakness? No taste buds. Would you continue to eat food that harms the environment, that harms other sentient beings, and that is unhealthy? I'm going to, venture to say your best self would say, no, I wouldn't continue to do that. And if that is in fact true, part two of this thought experiment is we say, well, then what is accounting for this shift? What in you is accounting for a shift in, a decision that you could make today, right now, in this moment, that you otherwise are not making, what accounts for this shift in this thought experiment? And it's clear. You have a deeper state of consciousness, minus this sense of taste. So does it mean that taste is more powerful than consciousness? No, taste is simply a phenomena within consciousness. That's all. But the power you've given it to, the power you've given it through habit and either conscious or unconscious behavior makes it seem as though that taste is far more powerful than what it really is. But here we just created a nearly cathartic moment where you can see I would clearly choose not to eat food that is harming other beings, the environment, or myself only if I didn't have a sense of taste. So for whatever struggles you may be having, whatever reasons you give for being conscious or unconscious about what you eat, we've just busted that. And so you can no longer at least say with any certainty with any honesty or authenticity, I don't know why I eat this way. I wish I could change, but I can't. Your best self just showed you why you haven't changed, but your best self also just showed you how you can change, and that is breaking the attachment to taste, habitual taste. That's it. It's a huge understanding here that could change your life and the lives of others forever in a very positive way. Because to maintain as you are, that is a slave to your taste buds, inherent in doing that is supporting the abuse of other sentient beings. Inherent in doing that is eating potentially food that is unhealthy for you. And inherent in that is supporting the depletion of the earth's environment and if you want to consciously say that you're okay with that then you know that that is inauthentic because your best self would choose otherwise but for one phenomena taste this is the power of thought experiments Because you get to simultaneously see who you are and who you could be at the same time. And here we remove one small part and everything changes. The sense of taste, that removed, everything changes. This is no light matter. Because if you're able to see what your best self would do and experience that presently, then you know it's something that is within your capability. You can make the decision, sudden or gradual. It's up to you. But you can no longer maintain any position that says, I can't do it and I don't know why I do this. I've spent a lot of time, trust me, with various thought experiments, and this is one, quite frankly, that I use for myself as I began my journey to a fully plant-based eating. And I was able to admit, yeah, I'm addicted. I'm just, you know, I believe what people are saying. I believe what I've read, Uh, everything about the environment to my own personal health, uh, to the spiritual impact that it has. All of it is true. And all of that I can admit, and I can also admit that I'm a slave to my taste buds. Now, that in itself is a good thing to be able to realize what it is that I am slave to, but it is not enough. It is not enough to say, yes, I'm addicted to so-and-so, and I admit it, and then continue in that. No, it's not enough. Now that we have the key, we have the answer the way, the path, to transcend that, we must take that next step because then we can fully say that I understand. If we don't take the step, if we don't act on the knowledge, it never becomes wisdom because what is wisdom? Wisdom is knowledge lived as experience. This is not just about information, information knowledge, and facts. We want wisdom. And wisdom requires action. Wisdom requires getting in alignment with what our best selves know is possible. So this contemplation on taste, imagining you had no taste buds, asking the question, would I change my eating habits? Would I eat food that is not harming other beings, the environment or myself, if I had no sense of taste? Or would I continue to eat those foods that do the opposite? Or would I start to do uh, eat foods I'm sorry that does the opposite? It is a choice, and it is a conscious one. And part of our spiritual development and practice here with our eating habits is to shine light on the truth of the matter, not to shame or guilt ourselves into uh, making choices that we feel like we don't want to make or we don't have to make. All of these things uh, we get to see are secondary to something more fundamental that you do have control over. So this notion that you are a slave to your taste buds could change right now. You could change that today, right now. The question is, will you do that? Will you act in accordance with what your best self has demonstrated to you? Not by persuasion, but by fact. Because if you say that you would not change your eating habits, is to say that you consciously, even at this moment, are trying to negatively impact those three things. Your own health, the environment, and other sentient beings. No taste. I would still eat the same way that does those three things. I'm going to venture to say that you would not do that. And it's your prerogative, it's your choice to do that, but your best self, your authentic self, your connected self... Your whole self would not do that, simply could not do that. So I leave you with this thought experiment. I want you to think about it every time you sit down to eat something that is detrimental to your health, detrimental to the environment, or detrimental to sentient beings. And don't use as an excuse that you don't know if this is harming others or not. Make it your business to investigate that. Find out what your food source is. What it takes to get to your table or your plate. Do not live like an ostrich with its head in the sand. That can't, that can't work. We can't do that anymore. The situation is urgent and Your consciousness is wide enough, deep enough, expansive enough to take this all in and make changes. If you'd like some assistance with this, please contact me online at plantpoweredbuddhist. I'll be happy to help you and I look forward to sharing more with you in episodes to come. Peace and blessings. Mm